What's up, everyone? Welcome to my post-elimination chamber post-show. I'm Denise Salcedo. Thank you guys all so much for joining me. Thank you for joining me so late, everyone. So as you guys know, I was on the WWE Watch Along. So kind of being part of the show, I kind of missed some of the earlier stuff that happened on the pay-per-view. So I literally had to go back and re-watch quite a bit, which is why I'm doing the show so late. But either way, so much has been going on, like literally in the last like couple of hours hours. It's been an insane day, like nonstop, go, 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 go. So I'm just like here and I'm ready to talk Elimination Chamber with you guys because overall it was sort of a short pay-per-view, but a lot of stuff happened in this pay-per-view. So we have so much to get into here today. But first of all, I do want to go ahead and just remind you guys all, if you haven't already, please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. This will be a very interactive stream. So if you are new here, uh, go ahead, send in some chats, send in some comments, whatever you guys want. And I will go ahead and read some of your comments as we do this show. Also, um, do not forget to follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. But let's go ahead and do this because there's so much to get into. We're going to go through the entire card. But before I do, uh, we have our first super chat of the evening. Thank you so much to Jobber JJ, who says, Denise, you were uh, you was awesome on the watch along. I'm so happy for you. I swear WWE is trolling, trolling you out. LOL. How does that DQ compare now? SD Chamber best match. So for those of you guys who don't know what Jobber JJ is talking about, um, <laughs> okay, so I was on the Hell in a Cell watch along when they had the DQ finish for the Fiend Seth Rollins. And you know how all that, you know, that was a shocker in the WWE universe. And like all the fans were like, what the heck, whatever, right? So I was there for that. And then today I was there when The Miz became champion. So now it's kind of like something shocking always ends up happening when I'm on a watch along. I don't know why it happens, but I I guess it just happens. Just, just my, uh, my, somebody said, I forgot who it was, but somebody wrote to me on Twitter saying that I was cursed. So I may actually just be cursed, guys. I think every time I go on a watch along, um, you know, just something crazy has to happen. But, um, alrighty, guys. Someone said I had another very early super chat from Matthew. Did I really? Oh, man. Okay, Matthew, if I missed your super chat, it's not on here. But you can go ahead and just uh, send it in, whatever it was, and I will go ahead and answer it. Guys, but anyway, so... Uh, just to let you guys know, I just before I get started on talking about this pay-per-view, I need to take a second and um, thank you guys so much. Like, literally, like, so, so much because I, you know, when I found out I was going to be on Watch Along, I was very, very excited and uh, I was just very, very excited, right? But I didn't realize that I didn't realize that so many people would be, you know, supporting me and rooting for me and all of this stuff. So I just like want to say thank you to everybody that was like in the chat and just like blowing it up. And they were like DWO and Denise and blah, 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 like all of this stuff. I just want to say thank you. And I don't want to get emotional. Sorry, my voice is cracking a little bit. I don't want to get emotional about it. But um, I just want to say thank you because it really meant a lot to me. Uh, I'm not going to cry, but I just want to say thank you to everybody that seriously supported me uh during all of this uh thank you to acer okay so actually acer pulled up matthew Mac okay matthew mccoffsey's uh, super chat i got it here thank you but i do just want to say thank you to everybody that was in the chat that watched that tuned in that said denise that 
tweeted about me and all of that stuff because it really just meant a lot to me. Like, it's so hard to get noticed. And the fact that I actually got noticed, like, just just really means a lot to me. So that's what I want to say. Thank you so much to everybody that is supporting me, even if you're just tuning in or whatever. I don't know how else to say thank you, but thank you to everyone. Uh, we do have a super chat from earlier that I missed from Matthew McCoskey. Um, loyal viewer here on the channel says that his super chat was Miz loses at Fastlane to Drew. Lashley wins the title at Mania or Miz loses at Fastlane to Lashley. Drew wins it and back in front of fans at Mania. So we'll get into that. But I do like even though I you guys all know that I'm not a fan of the Miz winning. I do get why they did it. I'm not necessarily a fan of it. As you guys saw, that wasn't my, you know, number one option. That wasn't my dream scenario, but I do get why they did it. And I will talk about that as we get into the match, but thank you so much to Matthew Makovsky uh, for sending in that super chat that I missed earlier. And then we also have um, another super chat from Devin Mercer, who says, should the Miz lose the title tomorrow night at or at Fastlane? So, okay, since you guys are asking, I might as well just tell you my theory now. So in terms of why I get why they did it. So as you all know, uh, WWE is going to the Peacock app. And the first pay-per-view that they're going to be doing on the Peacock app is Fastlane. So I think that the reason that they had Miz win tonight was so that they could have a... Um, banger of a moment happen on their first show on the Peacock app. So I think it's going to be that the reason why they did it is so that they can have Drew win back the title on fat at Fastlane on the Peacock app so that they can, you know, go ahead and like, you know, it's just a big moment to have Drew win back the title. So I think my opinion, my, my thought process is that's why they had Miz essentially cash in today, have Drew McIntyre lose so that McIntyre could win back at Fastlane First pay-per-view on the Peacock app. And so, you know, celebration, whoop, whoop. That's what I think is, um, that's what I think is the reason as to why they went ahead and did it. We also have another, uh, we have so many super chats. Oh my God. Uh, we have one from Leech who says, Denise, I watched the Wrestle Talk lads watch along and oh boy, they did not like that finish. And Luke Owen may blame you for the Miz winning the bout. Luke Owen is blaming me? Luke Owen? My friend is blaming me. Oh, man. You know what? I, I think I had a couple of people on my chat saying that it was my fault, even though I said I didn't want it to happen. I didn't want to see The Miz win. I was not for that whatsoever. But again, guys, I'm cursed. So as you guys all know, things have to go down on the watch along when I'm there. Something crazy has to happen. I don't know why, but what can you do about it? Oh. Uh, thank you so much to Leach for sending in uh, the super chat. And I hope the guys over at Wrestle Talk had a blast watching that. Uh, YouTube Championship Wrestling also sent in a super chat and said, Miz versus Drew versus Lashley at Fastlane. I kind of get the feeling that they may be going that direction. Uh, I do think that the WrestleMania match is probably going to be Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. I have a feeling that's where they're going towards. Um, in terms of... If we get the Bobby Lashley we saw here tonight, this killer instinct monster Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania, then I'm for it. If we get the Bobby Lashley that, you know, from a couple of months ago, that wasn't really like, you know, at his very peak, wasn't very interesting, then I'm not for it. But if we're getting this Bobby Lashley, then I'm for it. So uh, thank you to YouTube Championship Wrestling for sending in uh, this super chat here. All right, guys, but we have so much to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Acer5000 says, 
Russell talks Owen, Luke Owen blaming Denise. By God, Denise, the curse Salcedo, ladies and gentlemen, LOL, hashtag DWO. You know what? Now everyone's going to want me to keep doing these so that crazy things can keep happening, but whatever. All right, guys, let's go ahead and jump into the actual pay-per-view and talk about everything that went down uh, one by one as it all happened here because we had, a, again, short pay-per-view, but a lot of good stuff happened. Uh, you know what? I do want to read this comment from Matthew and Friends who says, Lashley feels like a main eventer player tonight. Dude, they really did a great job with Lashley, and they did a great job with a lot of stuff, and I'll talk about that because there were uh, several things that happened on Tonight's show that I thought flowed really well, made sense, etc. But here we go. Uh, we had the pre-show match, which this was a match that none of us knew was going to happen. Like this morning, we still didn't know. I think this was announced somewhat, uh, maybe like an hour or two before the actual show, that there would be a fatal four-way between Mustafa Ali, John Morrison, Elias, and Ricochet. So the reason for this match was essentially that uh, Keith Lee was pulled from the event, from the match. He wasn't at the show. Uh, people are saying that he's injured. We still don't have the full uh, the full information on that. Um, I'm sure that'll be coming out soon. And so this was a last minute addition to the card since, again, Keith Lee was removed from this match. So for me, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I read this. I read the reports of who was going to win this match. So I kind of knew going into this. All right. I know who's going to win this match. Right. But without knowing that, I kind of feel that this match I'm glad it was a qualifying match because that's how it should be to like earn the spot, right? But to me, there was really no hype or really there was nobody here that I could get behind of because I kind of feel that all of these four guys have been booked pretty much exactly the same. So it kind of felt like they were all on the same level. Like there wasn't one guy where I was like, oh my God, I could totally see him winning instead of this person. And I think that was one of the major uh, noticeable things on this match. But I do have to say that the person that I think absolutely showed the brightest was Ricochet. I thought this was a nice uh, match for Ricochet. He was all over the place. I thought he did the most out of everybody in this match. I thought he really looked good. Um, the win, though, it came out of nowhere. So Morrison got the win with a roll-up, and it really just happened like this, guys. It was a fast win, and that's what it was. And, you know, John Morrison ended up being in the triple threat match. We have a super chat from Matthew McCoskey who says, Bad Bunny winning the title from The Miz at Mania. Oh my God, no, they wouldn't. I don't think so. I don't think that's happening. I mean, I know we're going to get like a nice photo op with like Bad Bunny and The Miz and The Miz with the title, but I don't necessarily think that's what's going to happen. I would be shocked, guys. Shocked. Richard Martinez sends in a super chat and says, felt like WWE booked The Miz to win just despite you burying The Miz on the watch along. Oh my God, guys, imagine I literally, I don't know. I think, yeah, now everyone's going to blame me for this. And it's so funny because I've literally been like on every single post show that like on my Fightful post shows, on my Wrestle Talk post shows, on all these post shows saying all of this, you know, nonsense about, you know, no, the men's not the Miz and the Miz is not going to cash in and I don't want to see the Miz as champion. And then bam, lo and behold, it happens today. Bro, what the heck, man? What the heck? All right, guys. So there you go. Then we jump into the actual uh, main show. And the opening match that we had today was the Elimination Chamber match, the SmackDown one, which was Kevin Owens versus Cesaro versus Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin versus Daniel Bryan. So I um, so originally I thought that Daniel Bryan was going to win. Okay. 
and we got that right that was my original pick but then i switched it and now i'm mad that i switched it so when we were doing the the prediction show with mike sempervivi he and i did a prediction show and i was completely sold on the cesaro thing and i went on twitter today and i asked everybody who do you guys think is gonna win and everybody put cesaro and i was like yes it's gonna be cesaro i'm convinced even though my original pick was daniel bryan well, it turns out I should have stuck with my original pick of Daniel Bryan. But this match itself, I thought was a pretty decent chamber. I don't know how you guys all felt about it. Go ahead and let me know how you guys felt about it overall. But the, the match kicked off with Cesaro and Daniel Bryan. And this was definitely the right call because they are probably the two best workers in this match. So they did a lot of mat wrestling in this match to kick it off. Third entrant was King Corbin. Fourth entrant, we had Sami Zayn. And one of my favorite things about Sami Zayn was that there's always that one person in the chamber that doesn't want to get in. So he was like, get away from my pod and stay away. And he was like blocking the door so that nobody would go in. But as you guys all know, you can't get ready. You can't, if you're going to be in a chamber match, you're going to be in a chamber match. So he had no choice but to be in this match. Um, there was a great spot actually between Cesaro and Sami Zayn. And it was when Sami Zayn was essentially like running away from Cesaro. And Cesaro was like kind of like chasing him, if you would, on, on, on the chamber. And he was just like following him and they were like climbing. But there was one particular spot which I loved. And I thought it was probably one of my favorite spots of this match was when Cesaro ends up going higher than Sami Zayn and he ends up hanging at the very top of the chamber and he uses the he uses the height advantage to and the power from like holding himself up with the chamber to kick Sami Zayn right in the face and Sami Zayn just goes flat down on the mat. I thought that was probably one of my favorite spots of this entire match. Uh, and then I loved how we saw Cesaro did the big swing on Baron Corbin that led to the sharpshooter which ended up getting Baron Corbin eliminated. So the reason why I like this is because on SmackDown, on the SmackDown post show, we saw Cesaro do the big swing on Baron Corbin and it did not look good. I even pointed it out on my SmackDown post show review that it did not look good whatsoever. But today... It came out perfect. It was perfectly executed. He did the big swing. And then afterwards, he turns that into the sharpshooter. So I really liked this whole, uh, that whole part in which how and how he was eliminated there. Uh, and then uh, we do have a uh, super chat from Anakin JMT who says, Denise, Sean Ross Sapp pointed out you're two for two on being on a watch along and there being a controversial finish. You're some kind of luck charm. That's exactly what we've been talking about. Oh my God, I can't believe that everybody is pointing this out. I thought it was just gonna be something that I noticed, but clearly everybody's noticing it. And now I don't know, I don't know if it's a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. Guys, I don't know, I don't know. I didn't mean for this to happen. I swear. I swear. Uh, we have another super chat from YouTube Championship Wrestling who says, almost breaking the pod was so funny. Dude, I was so bummed out when they took when almost had to leave. I didn't want him to leave. I kind of wanted him to stick around. And I don't know, like, even though that spot where he, uh, you know, took out the, the pod, uh, even though that spot was funny, I kind of wanted to see more. I was like, you know what? Like, I feel like him and AJ could come up with something, you know, 
pretty creative. Even though he's on the outside of the chamber, I still, I don't know, I didn't want him to leave. That's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, Benny Boy004, thank you so much for coming into the stream. And he says, in late, how was watch along? Uh, well, apparently, as you might have just heard, apparently it was sort of controversial because every time I'm on, something crazy happens. But thank you to Benny for sending in the super chat. We have another super chat from Lorenzo Torres who says, your reaction on the watch along to the Miss winning the WWE title was awesome. Ha ha. Guys, I need to, I haven't rewatched it. So I'm kind of scared. I don't like to re, I don't, I don't like to watch myself. So, but I kind of feel like I have to just to see like what my reaction was like on video. It's one thing to do it and then one thing to actually do it on video. Uh, so yeah, anyways, but thank you so much to uh, Lorenzo Torres for the very nice, uh, Super chat here. All right, guys. So continuing on after this, uh, we're still talking about the first chamber match. So after Cesaro eliminates Baron Corbin, we had Kevin Owens come in. And I loved this part, too, because Kevin Owens comes in, right? And Sami Zayn, you know, Sami Zayn's obviously super hilarious. He starts telling him, we need to team up. Like, we need to, you know, we need to work together here. Like, you know, don't beat me up. Like, we need to work together. And the reason for that is that he tells them, like, we're not the ideal poster boys. He tries to convince Kevin Owens, like, we're not who they want. We should be on the same page here because we're not the ideal poster boys. I love this. And it was hilarious because even Kev, even though Kevin Owens is a baby, a baby face, he still turned on Sami Zayn, which was hilarious. So I loved uh, this entire spot because as Sami Zayn was, you know, begging to be on the same page as Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was like, nah, and like literally kicks his butt right after this. Also, I do want to point out that I thought it was really good that they also gave Jey Uso two eliminations during this match because, uh, so he eliminated, Jey Uso eliminated both Kevin Owens and Cesaro. And I liked this because it gave him back some credibility that I think Jey Uso sort of lost and he needed some credibility. You know, he had a pretty decent storyline with Roman Reigns, probably one of the ones that people were most interested in. So I thought that this was a very good to give them those two eliminations. Uh, Daniel Bryan ended up being the one who won the chamber. And as he won, obviously, you know that the winner was going to go and face Roman Reigns. So I thought, and I was so wrong on this, guys. I thought that after Daniel Bryan won, I thought that there was going to be like more matches and then he was going to come back and have this match with Roman Reigns. So I wasn't expecting Roman Reigns to come out right away and go into this match. I, I don't know why I thought this. I thought that we were just going to have the match later on, but we did it. Um, a YouTube championship wrestling sends in a super chat and says, what do you think the next feud will be for Kevin Owens? Look, dude, like no matter what they do with Kevin Owens, he is just such a fun person to watch that I think no matter what, it's going to be good. I, I hope they do because before he was feuding with Roman Reigns, he was sort of floating around and he didn't actually really have a feud. He had like a really brief one with Aleister Black that didn't even actually come to fruition. Like nothing really came of it. So he kind of was doing nothing, but a, he kind of wasn't in a major storyline prior to the Roman Reigns thing. So I don't know, but I hope that whatever they do do, I hope that it's good. Um, okay. And uh, so... Anyways, the second Roman Reigns came out, like this whole chunk, like this whole segment of everything that followed after this was my favorite part of the show because I thought everything in which how it was executed was the very best. So 
Roman Reigns comes out. Roman Spears, Daniel Bryan, and then uh, Roman Reigns Spears, Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan counters that into the yes lock. And this was good because this was literally his only hope spot. This was only the opportunity in which you thought, okay, Daniel Bryan might have a shot here. But as you all know, Daniel Bryan was the first entrance into the Elimination Chamber. The guy was in there for however long, right? He's not a fresh man. You know who's a fresh man? Roman Reigns is a fresh man. So Roman Reigns is you know, able to get out of it and uh, ends up punching. He's able to get out of it and starts punching Daniel Bryan like crazy. And this ended up really being the perfect squash because it made Roman Reigns look like a savage killer who didn't care at all. But it didn't make Daniel Bryan look bad because, again, he had just endured, you know, this whole chamber match. And again, he was the first entrant. So he wasn't, you know, tip top shape here. But Roman won by putting the guillotine choke on Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan was out completely. So this was a simple and effective way. Honestly, I love this. And then what's even better is that right after this, Edge came out. Edge comes out and spears Roman Reigns. And this was perfect. I think we all kind of knew that it was going to be Edge Roman Reigns, especially after everything that's been happening on SmackDown as of late. So this was definitely um. This was definitely the best way for Edge to say, this is the guy that I'm facing at WrestleMania. I think we, I think the point was made crystal clear here. So how do you guys feel? Uh, go ahead and send this in the chat. How do you guys feel about uh, the Daniel Bryan-Roman Reigns match? How did you guys feel Edge spearing Roman Reigns? Go ahead and send in your thoughts, and I will be going ahead and reading those. So let's see. We have a first super chat from Rob D. Bailey who says, Thanks for being a light in dark times. I suffer with depression badly and you and Luke help lift my mood and are one of the reasons I'm still alive. Rob, um, thank you so much for this very nice comment. Um, sometimes I forget what an impact, you know, a podcast can have on people. And so I, when I get messages like this, that people like the podcast with Luke and I, it really makes me really happy because sometimes you don't realize um, you don't realize that you could be making someone smile and you can make someone happy. So I want to appreciate, I want to thank you so much to, uh, to Rob for sending in this super chat. And I really hope that, uh, things get better for you and that things start looking up. Thank you for your support. Uh, we have another super chat from leech 96 who says, give us Owens versus Zayn versus Biggie for the IC title at mania. Love to see that Roman was incredible and edge finally making his decision. Got his revenge. Oh, and I'm so glad he finally made his revenge his, his revenge. Excuse me, his decision, because it felt like I was like, oh, my God, how long are they going to drag out edges decision? Like we all know it's going to be Roman Reigns. Just tell us already. Right. Just tell us. And we did. He told us today by spearing him. So uh, I'm glad that they finally went ahead with this, uh, you know, making it, you know, somewhat set in stone there. I would love to see Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn versus Biggie because obviously Biggie's going to need, you know, more challengers for the IC belt. So I do think that that would be a really fun match, especially because, you know, Sami Zayn, he's doing some of his best character work right now. Kevin Owens, man, he's, you know, who Kevin Owens reminds me of John Moxley in the sense that they are both willing to go out there and just like kill themselves for the purpose of entertainment. So I feel like both of those guys right now, respectively, are doing things that um, maybe are, I don't even know, they're just really going out there and doing this stuff. And that's some, that's where that's where Kevin Owens is right now. He's got like, he was the one when he was in the chamber, he was like, 
hitting his head and like pounding it against the glass. And so, um, so yeah, so I would definitely like to see that match for sure. And um, let me see what else you guys have here. I'm reading the rest of your comments. Uh, we have another super chat from Benny Boy who says, Cole's commentary ruined Edge's choice tonight. The pyro gave it away. Oh, I didn't catch that. I'm sorry. I didn't catch that. Super chat from YouTube Championship Wrestling who says, Edge beats Roman and brings back the big gold belt. I do love that big gold belt. But let's see what you guys are saying here about this actual match. So Martin Carrillo says, Daniel Bryan did great, but I wish he would last more with Reigns. Yeah, I feel like Daniel Bryan is moving on to like the next phase of his career. That's sort of how it feels like right now. Gianmarco Credi says, I want both Edge and Roman to win at Mania. Difficult booking choice. Dude, if they do Sasha Banks, uh, Bianca Belair for Mania, I think that's going to be a really hard choice for me because I really like the both of them. So that one's definitely going to be um, a big, uh, big one here. Nicholas Jackett says, I wasn't a fan of Owens getting eliminated first. Kind of brought the match down. Interesting. Danny says, the spear into the yes lock. So good. I just love Daniel Bryan endlessly. Dude, it was awesome. It was awesome because it was like that one thing that like, oh, maybe he's going to, you know, maybe, maybe he won't, you know. Someone says I missed Jacob's super chat. Um, I missed somebody's super chat. One second, guys. Let me scroll back up. Oh, here we go. Jacob Toon. Thank you so much, Jacob, for your super chat. And thank you for the chat for notifying me. Uh, Jacob Toon says, not feeling Roman versus Edge. I-D-K-Y. All right, here we go. Some controversial opinions. I like it. I like it. All right. So I think that when Edge first won the Royal Rumble, and I've said this before, so I think it, I can say it again. When Edge first won the Royal Rumble, I don't necessarily think that my first thought was, oh, I want to see him versus Roman Reigns. That wasn't my first thought. I really, my first thought was him versus Drew McIntyre. Like, I'll be real with you. That's what I really thought was going to happen. Or not what I thought was going to happen, but what I wanted to happen. But as everything progressed the last several weeks on SmackDown, it was obviously very clear that it had to be Roman Reigns versus Edge. And the reason why I got into it was because Roman Reigns, obviously we know he's been doing some of his best mic work, his best heel work right now, but Roman Reigns has been, he was so, so insulted by Edge's lack of disrespect of not essentially picking him right away. He was so upset and triggered by that, that that made me interested. I was like, okay, He's pissed off. And then even this past uh, this past Friday, uh, I forget the exact wording, but Roman Reigns said something along the lines of, do you want to be in the main event or but work a main event or be with a main, like be like work in a match with a main eventer, like emphasizing that Roman Reigns is a bigger deal, bigger than even the main eventers. He's a bigger deal than them. So I think all of those little things is what made me interested in this match. So Personally, I can see why some people necessarily wouldn't want to see Roman versus Edge, but I I think that what Roman Reigns has done the last several weeks on SmackDown has has made me change my mind and made me want to see it. So that's how I feel about that. And uh, let's see what you guys are all saying here. Um, go back to your comments. I think we have another super chat. Oh my gosh, guys. All right. Um, I read that one. One second, guys. Technical difficulties. Live stream here. Technical difficulties. All right. Um, here we go. We have one from Chris Ludek who says, uh, Edge and Miz are in a main event space. Edge and Miz are in main event spots, the same two guys who were champions at WrestleMania 10 years ago. Does WWE have any clue that they're not popular? So Edge, Edge is different, though. 
it's just more of like a feel good story. Like I don't see it as like, oh, like rinse and repeat, copy and paste. No, I think the Edge thing is different because Edge literally was this big surprise at Royal Rumble. I don't think anybody here can honestly say they were expecting to see Edge come back and wrestle. Better yet, wrestle. I don't think we were necessarily expecting that. So it's like this feel good story that it's like, all right, like the guy came back, he comes back at Royal Rumble, he defied the odds, he has grit, all of that stuff. You heard the promos. So I don't, I can't compare the Edge, I can't compare Edge and The Miz in the same spot. Now the Miz and main event spots, I will argue that. I don't, I'm not crazy about that. As you all know, I'm not for it. I see, I understand why they did it so that Drew can win back his title, hopefully at Fastlane. Okay, fine, I get all that. The Miz here, I agree with you. On the edge side, I don't necessarily completely agree here. Uh, Leech96 says, Jacob, I have a feeling is COVID wasn't a thing they would have given the call to The Rock for sure. I believe Edge is the next best decision, seeing as The Rock will be saved till we have a huge crowd. If they're going to do Rock Rock versus Roman Reigns, it has to be when they do WrestleMania here in Los Angeles. Like it's just, It just feels like that would be the type of match that you put on, especially when you're here in Hollywood and Los Angeles. And, you know, they're going to be here at the SoFi Stadium, which is a brand new stadium. You know, obviously they were supposed to be there for WrestleMania 37. That's not going to happen. Teardrop, because I'm looking forward to that since it's my hometown. But I do think that, you know, the circumstances were different and you, they were going to do WrestleMania here in Los, An in Los Angeles with a crowd and COVID wasn't a thing. I would see the Roman versus uh, Roman versus Rock's situation happening. But because of all of this, I do think that that's probably what caused uh, plans to change there. We have another super chat from YouTube Championship Wrestling. Thank you so much for sending all of these in. He says, Banks versus Bianca will be good if Banks turns heel. Uh, I'll talk about this when we get to the actual women's match because I do have some comments on that as we get there. And then uh, Jacob Toon says, Bobby versus Drew too, though. And then the little sunglasses. Yeah, um, again, I think that if we get the, Bob, the Bobby Lashley that we got today, then it'll be good. But here we go. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I'm laughing at your guys' comments. Let's get into this next match. Uh, United States Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus John Morrison versus Matt Riddle. And this match, for what it was, considering that, that Morrison was a last minute replacement and that we were expecting Keith Lee, I gotta say, I liked this match a whole lot. I thought this match was pretty darn good. So what I liked about it was that a, Bobby Lashley looks like a monster. And so obviously we saw what happened later on in the night, but at this point we still don't know that. Matt Riddle looked great also, especially when he's on offense. Matt Riddle looks fantastic. And Matt Riddle's been looking fantastic, okay? We also had some fun spots from John Morrison. And one of the things that I liked too was the speed of this match. I thought they all, they worked this at a really fun speed that was easy to like stay and get into. Like you didn't want to like, you know, not pay attention for a little bit. You didn't want to look at your phone. Like, no, you were pretty invested in this match. And if anything, out of seeing this match, I kind of want to see now John Morrison versus Matt Riddle. I think if anything, that's what I want out of this. That's what I want out of this now because they both they both were able to match each other's athleticism and it looked pretty darn good seeing them work together. So I do want to see that there. Uh, in the end, we did have, uh, we did have, um, 
Uh, sorry, I'm already confused here. All right, in the end, we did have Matt Riddle win the title. So on my on my notes, I wrote down Morrison win the title, but then I was like, Morrison did not win. It was Matt Riddle? Sorry, guys, my throat, my notes almost threw me up. It's been a long day, as you can tell. All right, uh, so we had Matt Riddle and win the title, and I want to know what you guys think about this because I'm not against it whatsoever. I know that I was having this discussion with a friend of mine who was like, okay, Bobby Lashley didn't necessarily need to lose the title to then do what he did afterwards, right? But I think he did have to lose the title because it makes like he's pissed. He's pissed. He just lost his belt. So like, what the hell is he going to do now? I actually think that him losing was the right call. And I like the fact that they gave the belt to Matt Riddle because again, you know, John Morrison, he was a last minute replacement. It wouldn't have made sense to give the bout to him. It made sense to do it with Matt Riddle because even though they kind of gave Matt Riddle this like very dorky character and that's what we've been seeing him portrayed as on Raw. I get all of that, right? But Matt Riddle in the ring is fantastic. It's phenomenal. He's been having great matches. I've talked about this. I loved his match with Sheamus. I loved how he looked in the Royal Rumble. I like what Matt Riddle has been doing. So I hope, I really hope that they just continue to, uh, hopefully, I hope they treat his reign with respect and dignity. And I hope that it's you know, a good reign. I don't want to see it become some silly thing. I hope that it's actually treated well, him as champion. And I hope that they could just continue to let him have matches that he can really show what he can do in the ring. Because based on what I've seen from Matt Riddle in WWE is that no matter what opponent he's in there with, he can have a hell of a match. And I don't think anybody would have a necessarily different opinion on that because he literally has been having really good matches. And so I like the fact that now Matt Riddle's not just going to be, you know, the jokester, the prankster, the clown backstage. No, the guy's a champion now. So I'm really glad um, about that. We have a comment from by Felicia 24 G who says Bobby Lashley is doing some of his best work right now. Yeah. Joseph Boza says, Matt took advantage of the triple threat rules to win. Yeah, he did. Jackson Dale says, I felt Riddle was made out to be to just be lucky. He got beat around and then used a weapon to win. Not the greatest way to win the route. Yeah, it wasn't obviously like your cleanest victory. Yeah, we get that. But I think they also wanted to make it look like, I don't know, protect Bobby Lashley as that's what they've been doing. But I get what you mean by this. So I hope that that's why I hope that they actually give him a good reign, because if they let him just have good matches with good competitors, I think that Matt Riddle can have an awesome reign as champion. If he's treated kind of like a goofball that, oh, you just got this victory because you cheated and you got lucky and whatever, then it's not going to be uh, it's not going to be the best. Ray Santiago says this match was better than I expected. Morrison being in there definitely helped. Surprised Riddle won, but he's a worthy U.S. champ. He puts in the work yeah exactly i agree with that too we have a super chat from benny boy who says miz versus lashley versus drew at mania and lashley winning let me say miz versus lashley versus drew at mania see i don't think i want it to be a triple threat i'm not really crazy at having like i don't know i prefer to have it be a one-on-one -on -one match and i prefer it to be lashley versus drew so i i would prefer the I would prefer the the singles match here in my in my opinion. But if you guys have a difference of opinion, go ahead and send that in as well. And uh, let's see, we have a comment from Le a super chat from Leech ninety six who says Riddle has lost to Bobby so many times they booked him terrible, and then gave Riddle the title. Let's run with it and see what we get. Yeah, I kind of we gotta hope for the best because it, again, Riddle has been looking good in the ring, but story wise. He, he necessarily hasn't been, you know, treated with the most 
of utmost respect there. Uh, so thank you to Leech96 for sending in uh, this super chat here. And I am scrolling because I know we have another one that I might have missed. Here we go. Jacob Toon sends in a super chat. It says, good way to get the title off Bobby and move him up to the main event scene. Yeah, exactly. That's why I actually think that... I actually think that it was good that they got the title off of him because even today earlier, I know a clip of him where he appeared on the bump and he basically started saying that he wanted to challenge like all like the big names. Like he mentioned like all like the big guys, everybody, like the main eventers and all of that. So I almost feel like we should have seen the attack later on on the show coming because he said like, I don't want to have just dream matches. Like I want to have a fight. And that's definitely, um, this is definitely a new Bobby Lashley. And this is what we needed too out of Bobby Lashley. Lashley. I'll just say that much too, because Bobby Lashley, I've said this on the post roster, like, yeah, he's been, you know, he's been kept strong and all, but at the same time, it was sort of getting boring to me. It was starting to get a little dull that he was sort of doing the same thing every single week. But now, now it's really where we see, uh, you know, this big turning point here. Um, all right, guys, so let's go ahead and uh, move on here. So after this, we had Shayna and Nia versus Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. So this actually, in terms of the finish, it worked out the way I thought it was going to work out. But in terms of how this uh, match went about, it went about a lot differently than I was expecting. So one of the things that I liked about this was that Bianca and Sasha, they necessarily, I thought that they were going to lose because they were either going to try to one up each other or they were going to get in each other's way. They were going to be a conflicting tag team. That's what I thought was going to happen. But that really, they didn't really play to that. And I'm actually glad they didn't because they still have, if they're going to do Sasha Banks, uh, versus Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. They still have like, what, seven weeks of TV where they can actually do that and build to that. So they didn't really have to go and do it right away. They didn't have to do it right now. They didn't have to pull the trigger right now. So I like the fact that they didn't jump the gun here and that they actually just, it was literally just two women trying to win uh trying to win tag team championships that's what i got from them so i'm glad that they didn't you know again jump the gun here now one of the things that i was thinking about here in terms of what's going to happen long term so you have bianca belair you have sasha you have sasha banks two very very likable women right but I really do think that the one who has to turn heel here is Sasha Banks because Sasha Banks with the boss gimmick, I think it lends itself to be more of a more of a heel character. I think that Bianca Belair's, you know, the EST and, you know, uh, like that really like happy moment that she had at the Royal Rumble. I think it lends itself more to be a babyface character than a heel character. So I think that tonight what we saw with Reginald giving Sasha Banks the champagne bottle to use and you know how Sasha Sasha Banks didn't end up using it, and that ended up costing them the vic the win. Uh, I think that down the line, we're going to see this happen again, where Reginald will give Sasha Banks the champagne bottle once again. But that, but the next time that it happens, I think that she'll actually use it, thus causing her to actually turn heel. So I almost feel like this is going to be a story where we see Sasha Banks is trying to be a good person, right? But she's going to turn. She's going to turn. She's going to have this moment where she's like, I'm done. You know, I'm. she's going to end up being a heel. That's where I think that this is going to go. And so the, I think... If this does play out this way, I think that this will be some nice uh, foreshadowing here. But um, 
So there you go. We ended up having Shayna, ba- Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax win this match. And now they're going to continue. They're going to still have their match against Dakota and Raquel over on March 3rd on NXT. We have another super chat from Leech96 who says, if I know Vince, then all roads lead Lashley to- versus Lesnar down the road. I've, I know that everybody's talked about that. I'm personally like I would have to see how like it all pans out. If we keep seeing this Bobby Lashley, then I wouldn't necessarily necessarily mind seeing him against Lesnar but I don't know man like I don't know I have to see how it all plays out right now I feel like for me it's too soon to it for me it's too soon to to talk about that just yet and um all right I'm seeing the rest of your guys's comments here all right guys let's go ahead and move on in the meantime once again as we continue on feel free to send in your comments I will try to read as many as I possibly can as we uh you know talk about everything that goes down on the show also, if you haven't already, please do not forget to subscribe to my channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. You're already here. Make sure you subscribe. And I do have an interview up with Kofi Kingston. If you guys want to watch it, you guys can. And there's a bunch of other videos. If you guys want to go ahead and check them out, you guys can. So let's go ahead and move on to uh, actually let me read this comment here because we have quite a few here. Uh, let's see. We have one from by Felicia who says, I hope that Carmella is not being added to Bianca versus Banks at Mania. No, I hope I I don't I hope not because it, it it's it doesn't feel like her spot. It feels like this is very Bianca Sasha Banks. I don't see Carmella being added to this match. It just it wouldn't it would I don't know it would take away from it. I think like in, just because the story is nothing to take away from Carmella. It's just that the story is between Bianca and Sasha. Like that's the money match right there. And uh, M. Darrett says, I don't think Lesnar versus Bobby ever happens. The time to do it was when Bobby first came back. And uh, we have a dream match here from Bobby who would like to see Sasha Banks versus Lita. Uh, and then, all right, I'm going to see the rest of your comments here. Um Rendon says, what do you think that Reginald role is? I think Reginald is that guy that's essentially going to help Sasha Banks turn heel. I think that it's just going to play down later on down the line. That whole that whole champagne thing that we saw today is going to play. It's going to play itself out later on and thus causing Sasha Banks to turn heel. We have another super chat from Anakin JMT who says, have a hard time believing Sasha's flirting when she's appeared with her husband on Up, Up, Down, Down, just as unbelievable as Lacey's having Rick's kid. I don't see Sasha Banks as flirting with Reginald. I know some people have commented on that, but I don't necessarily see it myself. I see it more as that's just, that's just like how she is. I don't actually think she's flirting with him. And you, yeah, Lacey having Rick's kid isn't necessarily, um, isn't necessarily something that I don't know, guys. I don't know. I, I mean, we talk, when when that whole thing happened and we talked about it on the fight full post uh, post Raw show. I, I just didn't feel like. I didn't, I, you know, I haven't been a big fan of that whole storyline, guys. So kind of see it go down the baby path. Oh, I'm having your baby now. I'm like, oh, God. So, and you know, there's going to have to be some follow-up to that. What the follow-up is going to look like, I don't know. And I think that's what's making me more nervous. But we'll see. Uh, YouTube Championship Wrestling says, Bianca and Banks losing cost me $2,000. What? Did you place money on this? What? That's insane. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Sandira just put, ew. Yeah. That's exactly how I felt about the... uh, 
about the uh, Lacey Evans, Ric Flair storyline. God, Marcus says, so when does Lacey and Rick's wedding happen? Oh, no more weddings. No. You know what? Weddings are fun because they're always a disaster. That's all we can say here. Uh, thank you to Andrew who says that he just subscribed. Thank you so much to Andrew. I really, really appreciate that. All right, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and move on here. So, oh, uh, we have another super chat from Brandon who says, Sasha's laugh is very heelish, so a heel turn would be good. Definitely a natural heel. It's not necessarily, I wouldn't say it's her laugh. It's just that the boss character, it's more of a heel character. Like, it's not like you're, it's not like, it's just so it's so opposite of the B of Bianca Belair as the EST. Like it's different. It's very different. So I do see Sasha Banks being the heel here. And it, it, I just think that Bianca Belair is too naturally, naturally. She's a natural baby face. So she's too likable. Um, all right, guys. Uh, we have so many comments here on the whole Ric Flair situation. And uh, Joseph Boza says, um, I feel for Asuka, it was like they didn't want us to know she was supposed to defend versus Lacey. They teased what we would get, a replacement, but never got one. I know. Okay, so when this match didn't happen, I was like, what? I thought they were going to have a replacement. I mean, I talked about this match in the prediction show that I did with Mike Sempervivi. We talked about it, you know, how it should be Rhea Ripley, how she should be the replacement, how they can easily have Rhea Ripley, uh, you know, win against against Asuka, become champion. And so I'm like surprised that they just didn't go for it because Rhea Ripley was, you know, she was almost going to win the Royal Rumble. She was she was right there. She was the fight. One of the final two, the final two with Bianca. So it's really crazy to me how we haven't seen a follow up with Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, like, when is this going to happen? I don't know. Uh, so there you go. We have that from comment from Joseph Boza. And uh, let me just make sure we have, I've read everything from Super Chats that I had to read here. Uh, Lupe Figo's pointing out how weddings are always a disaster. Yes. All right, guys, let's go ahead and continue on. So after this match, we had the main event, guys. Isn't it crazy? Like, the show felt really short to me. I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I really felt like tonight's show felt really short. Uh, thank you so much again to YouTube Championship Wrestling for sending in these super chats. You're keeping me fed. Thank you very much. Um, So the main event was... Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, and Kofi Kingston, and AJ Styles. So um, let me talk about this here. Uh, I think that this match was okay, too. I think it was mainly everything that happened afterwards that was what really made it memorable. I thought that both chambers were okay, but it was more of everything that happened after both chambers that made it feel like a big deal. So the two men that kicked off this match were Randy Orton and Jeff Jeff Hardy. My favorite parts of this match were all of the the exchanges between Drew McIntyre and Sheamus because they really really went at it. This was really where they actually got to, you know, do something with their feud. It's sort of this was like the payoff, which is kind of weird because I think we all were expecting to see Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus because now it sort of feels like Sheamus turning on Drew McIntyre didn't really need to happen. Like did it honestly need to happen? I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I don't necessarily think it actually had to happen. But I did like what it led to during this match because they were just punching uh, the hell out of each other, which looked pretty awesome. So I will say that. I was surprised to see that Randy Orton was the first person to be eliminated. I wasn't expecting that, but I think it worked out in the end. Uh, we have a super chat from YouTube Championship Wrestling. says, Reginald versus Asuka for the title at Mania Alameo. Honestly, I feel like they probably would do something like that with Reginald, but I don't think I don't I would be surprised if Asuka's still champion by the time we get to WrestleMania. I don't know, guys. Brandon Charles Powell says Kofi commenting on Orton's quads quads were was hilarious. Kofi is great. Wow, I can't say quads. Oh god. Oh god. Uh Leech96 says. No Alexa Bliss spot for Orton. No Fiend spot for Orton. Orton just gets eliminated by Kofi. I'm glad that they didn't do any of those, uh, you know, anything with the production or anything like that with Alexa Bliss or the Fiend. I'm glad because you don't want to do that with an Elimination Chamber match. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't necessarily fit in there with that. Like, you don't need to add the pro- like the production stuff that you see with Alexa and the Fiend because the whole focus is the chamber itself. So I think it would actually take away from the chamber match to do something like that. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah. So I liked the exchanges between Drew and Sheamus. Uh, I liked that Sheamus eliminated Kofi. I thought that was a pretty good get for him, considering again that his whole feud with Drew McIntyre has sort of been just tossed aside. Uh, Jeff Hardy ended up hitting the whisper in the wind. Swan Tom bomb and then he's like picking up steam right Drew, uh, jeff hardy's on fire but then drew comes in hits him with the claymore and eliminates him the final three men were aj sheamus and drew uh aj ended up eliminating sheamus with the phenomenal forearm and that forearm and then we did see drew mcintyre get the win here so several things to add about this so first of all uh <laughs> so i'll start off with talking about aj So I've said this on a couple of podcasts and I'll say it again. I really do think that we're going to see AJ Styles versus Triple H at WrestleMania. Like I might as well stamp it right now because they have honestly been keeping AJ Styles really, really strong. And I don't think they would keep him strong just for no reason at all. Like, yeah, it's AJ Styles, right? And everybody loves AJ Styles. Okay. But I really do think that they're keeping him strong for a reason. And I think that reason is going to be him versus Triple H. Now I know it's still too early to tell. I don't know how they're going to get there or what they're going to do, but I really do think that that's going to be a WrestleMania match. Now, I'm saying it now because if it happens, I want to make sure I take some credit for making that prediction. So so hopefully it does happen. Uh, David Rude says that Claymore spot was beautiful. Hell yeah, dude. It was so perfectly executed too. Um, It was really good. And then uh, let's see, let's see. Lindsay White says, I'm hoping that they've done the cash in so that Drew can win in front of a crowd and get his deserved adoration. So I mentioned this at the top of the stream. I think the reason why they had, uh, okay, so let me just say that after Drew McIntyre wins, Bobby Lashley comes out, beats him up, Miz comes in. Miz ends up Miz, the Miz ends up cashing in and becoming WWE champion. So I don't want to have to relive all of the steps of what happened there, but it happened. All right. And I was very upset about it, but what can you do? But the reason why I think they did this to answer uh Lynn's to, to comment on Lindsay White's comment is that I really do think that at Fastlane, Drew McIntyre is going to win back his title. And the reason for that is I think they want to have a big moment considering that Fastlane is going to be the first pay-per-view on the Peacock Network. So I think they want to have a big moment, you know, as their first show on the Peacock 
app. And I think that's the big moment that they're going to have. So that's my prediction as to why, or that's my reasoning, excuse me, my reasoning as to why they did, uh, as to why they had the Miz win here. So there you go. Uh, what did you guys think about the Miz, the ending, everything? Give it to me, guys. Send in your comments. I'm going to be reading your comments. But before we do, Brody Reeves says pizza with ranch is amazing. That was my dinner today, Brody. Um, you know how many people? Side note, guys. Do you have any idea how many people have been privately DMing me on Instagram to tell me that they love pizza with ranch? Like everyone's afraid to tell me like publicly on Twitter. So everybody secretly DMs me on Instagram. And I'm like, this is pretty hilarious. But here we go. Let's read your comments. Ray Santiago says, Drew overcoming the odds made him look great. He is absolutely killing it. Miz cashing in on him and winning reminded me of exactly how Edge cashed in on Cena in 2006. So, yes. So, Ray, I want to thank you for sending in this comment because you reminded me of something that I wanted to say. So, it was what I liked that they did here was that they didn't have the Miz come out immediately after Drew McIntyre got his after he won the Elimination Chamber. I liked that they first had Bobby Lashley come out and essentially, you know, just put him through hell all over again. So it's like the Miz came out and he got like the he got like the the easiest version of Drew McIntyre to pin because the Drew McIntyre had just gone through the entire elimination chamber, then got this beating from Bobby Lashley. And then he still put up a fight with the Miz and then ended up losing that. So it's not like he just won like this. No, like he, the Miz had, had Bobby Lashley not beat up Drew McIntyre. I don't think the Miz's victory would have necessarily occurred, you know, in storyline, obviously, but yeah, I like that. They didn't just have the Miz come out and, um, and, you know, beat him directly after the Elimination Chamber. ONC says, I want more Drew AJ stuff now. I thought we were going to see more of that long time ago, and it doesn't really feel like it. Luis Polito has a really good question or suggestion. Says, how about this? AJ versus Riddle for the U.S. Championship. Bro, that would be pretty good. That would be really good. I wouldn't necessarily hate that. I don't know if that's what we're going to get, obviously, but I wouldn't necessarily hate that idea. And Andrew Hammond says that they're looking forward to Raw tomorrow. Yeah, I think that they did a good job of, you know, um, with Bobby Lashley and everything that happened with Drew and the Mids. I think it. I think that people should at least be interested in what's going to happen with that on Raw. And then with everything that happened with Edge and Roman, I think that should be something to, like, be excited for on SmackDown. So, um, so yeah. And then... David Root says, I think Miz is dropping the bout before Mania. God, I hope so. I can't imagine it being, you know, the Miz as champion at WrestleMania. Although Andy Q has a very uh, good comment here who says AJ is bigger than the U.S. title picture. Yes, I do agree with that. I 100% agree with that, which is why I do think he's going to have that match with Triple H. That would be a big deal, I think. And I think that Triple H would like to work with AJ Styles. Like AJ Styles is that guy that's always being put over by like everyone. Like everyone loves AJ Styles. So I feel like we might be able to get that. King Monger sent in the super chat says, I'm not excited about WrestleMania so far. Well, I mean, really all that we know for sure would be Edge versus Roman, right? So I feel like we still have, I mean, they got to fill up two nights here, right? April 10th, April 11th. That's two nights. So I'm hoping we get some like, 
really good matches out of that. I think if they add Bianca versus Sasha, that'll be good. And uh, again, if they add Triple H, AJ, I think that would be good too. And then I don't know if you guys have any other ideas, go ahead and send them on. But seriously, um, let me know how you guys feel about that. I think it's perfectly normal to feel like you're not as excited right now because there hasn't really been that much announced here. Dave Holland says, Miss Girl must be angry right now. Oh, seriously, she must be pissed. Um, let's see what else is going on here. Uh, let me see. Um, okay, and... David Root says, Miss simply isn't somebody you want going into main ass champion. He's not a long-term option. I thought they would have learned that by now. Dude, I'm telling you, it's just going to be, well, I think, just so that, you know, he can get his title back, uh, Drew McIntyre. I don't see Miz going all the way with, to WrestleMania with this. And uh, we have another super chat from Leech96 uh, It says, I'd love to see AJ versus Triple H. But almost doesn't need to be there, in my opinion, for that match if it happens. Um, he doesn't need to be there. I mean, if he's just there and he does and he just, you know, has a little minor part, I don't think it would take away from the match. I don't think it would make that much of a difference. King Monger says, what happened to Keith Lee, by the way? Well, they're saying that he has an injury. Um, they're saying that he was injured by Bobby Lashley. I don't know what the truth is to that. So I think we'll just have to wait to see what people officially say is the deal with Keith Lee. So there you guys go. Guys, send in any last minute questions, comments, or uh, thoughts here. Go ahead and send them in uh, because we are almost about to wrap up the show. Uh, but Sportscaster89 says, what are your thoughts on The Miz winning over Drew? I mean, we kind of talked about it, but I mean, I'm not a fan of it. Again, I see why they did it. I'm not a fan of it whatsoever at all. I'm not. N-O. No, no, no. Uh, but... I see why they did it. That's all I can say, really. But thank you so much to Sportscaster89 for sending in this comment here. Uh, we have another super chat from Martin Carrillo. Thank you so much to Martin, who says, I'm supporting you. Excited for Raw or SmackDown more? To be honest, look, I look forward. They're two different shows. I'm looking specifically for this week. I'm looking forward more to Raw because I need to see what the heck is going to happen with this whole Miz uh, situation. I need to see what's going to happen. So I am more excited this week for Raw because of that. But I think that usually every week it kind of depends. I don't know. Like I'm so used to like watching a three hour Raw, but it's so different from watching a two hour SmackDown, which is just like a really quick show to watch. Um, so, yeah, I think this week I am more excited for Raw, though, just based off of what happened tonight, because I need answers. So that's really what I that's really why. So thank you so much to Martin for sending in that um, for sending in that uh, super chat. And uh, uh, thank you so much to Mike who says, thanks for the show. As always, Denise, enjoyed you on the watch along. Hashtag DWO. Seriously, guys, uh, if you missed me saying thank you uh, to you guys earlier, Hold on. Michael Redrup says, Denise, this was this pay-per-view good or bad? I thought this pay-per-view was good. It moved along a lot of storylines. It gave us a lot of, you know, shocking things that happened on the show. So for the most part, I will say this pay-per-view was good. I thought that it felt, I thought that it felt really short though. I will say that if it went by like this, guys, I had to, uh, I had to rewatch some stuff because I missed it. But I overall, I did think that this pay-per-view was pretty good. 
And we have another super chat from Jay Al. Thank you so much to Jay Al who says, Denise, as a fellow Latino, I'm proud to continue reaching for the stars. Looking forward to your next WWE appearance. Appearance. See you mañana on Fightful. Thank you so much, guys. Um, for those of you guys who do not know, I am Mexican-American, and I'm very, very, very proud of that. So whenever I get the opportunity to let people know that I'm a Latina, uh, you know, Mexican, it just makes me really happy because, you know, sometimes it's not that easy for for us to get opportunities or for us to, you know, be noticed, you know, sometimes we like to, we get looked past on. And I just feel like I feel like it's a good thing to have more Latinos, especially Latinos in the English speaking market. A lot of the times people think that because you're a Latino that you should only be doing Spanish content. And that's been something that I've struggled with in my career because everybody just wanted me to do Spanish stuff, Spanish stuff. And I was like, no, guys, like English is my first language here. Like English is my language, you know? So, um, so yeah, so I do think that we need to see more Latinos doing English speaking content as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm really happy that I can, you know, just, I don't know, be some sort of representation. I don't know. Uh, but thank you so much to JL for the lovely uh, comment here. And then um, we have another uh, super chat from Mario who says to help send to help send Denise and her channel to the moon. Thank you so much to Mario. And then um, Sportscaster wants to know what my next WWE review is. So for those of you guys who do not know, um, first of all, follow me on Twitter because that is where I post like everything like everything like whatever show i'm going to be on whatever the hell i'm doing it's gonna be on my twitter account so you guys can go ahead and check that out and then for those of you guys who do not know my schedule on mondays i am on fightful wrestling where i go on with sean ross sap and we talk about raw on Wednesdays, I'm on F4W online for Speak Now Pro Wrestling, where I recap both AEW and NXT. And then on Friday mornings, the Wrestle Talk podcast with myself and Luke Owen comes out on the Wrestle Talk channel. And that is a magazine show where we kind of talk about the major topic of you know, whatever's going on in the wrestling world that week. And then we also answer a lot of questions from like patrons and all of that. And that one's really fun too, because we sort of go off the top, we go off the rail. So it's not all wrestling. It's like half wrestling and then half like TV show, nonsense, food, crazy stuff happening there. And then Fridays I'm on, um, I'm on here on my YouTube channel talking about SmackDown by myself, just like I am here. Then <laughs> whenever there's a WWE pay-per-view or an Impact pay-per-view or like anybody but AEW, hold on, <laughs> it's on my channel. But if it's AEW, then I'm on the Twitch channel. That sounded like I didn't want to cover AEW. No, I do AEW on the F4W Twitch channel. So every promotion that's having a pay-per-view I recap here on my channel, except AEW, because AEW I cover over on the F4W Twitch channel. So that is the entire schedule there. Um, but seriously, guys, again, thank you so much to everybody. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for all of the comments that you guys sent on the watch along stream. Those definitely did not go unnoticed because people were sending me screenshots. My little brother was on. My mom was on. My sisters were on watching. My fiance was watching. My grandparents were watching. So uh, a lot of people were watching. A lot of people were, you know, relaying the messages back to me of what people were saying. Um, it was a really, really fun experience. And I'm so thankful that I even got that experience. And I just really hope that uh, that, that that's not the last one. I hope that you'll see more of me on WWE TV. We don't know, but we'll see. Um, so there you guys go. Thank you guys so, so much for all the love and everything. I'm going to go tweet now. So um, please do not forget to subscribe. 
like this like this video comment whatever you guys want thank you guys so much have a great night love you all take care everyone bye If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling, commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.